Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church. And welcome to Hendrick is the key. Is the key.
Here, let me read a little uh, article here or an excerpt from his uh, book. And this is, y'all just bear with me because this is kind of crazy. Because I wanted, the thing is, is that I wanted to make sure that we read this in its context, okay? I want to make sure we read things in context because a lot of times the media, so-called, they have a, a, a way of, you know, taking things out of context and blowing it up and saying, hey, you know, just, just to get people to jump off of emotions and stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and read this excerpt so we can kind of get an idea of what, it, what he's actually talking about. And it says, for those of us who claim to be Christians, we've come to learn that when God bestows a blessing upon us, he often will also present us with a challenge to go along with that blessing, and sometimes that challenge is an almost insurmountable one. For Moses and the children of Israel, it was 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. For those cast-off and indentured servants from other lands who were to make up the core of what would become the United States of America, it was to follow a dream that had never before been successfully accomplished. And for our brothers and sisters of the black race, as hard as it may be to understand and appreciate, slavery just might have been a blessing in disguise, as well as the most difficult challenge ever. Maybe, just maybe, God had a plan for what he allowed to happen. In the formative years of his great country, excuse me, in the formative years of this great country, there were many immigrants who made their way to this wonderful land, and many of them would soon realize their dreams and many of their sorrows here. But the prevailing feelings of that time allowed very few members of the black race from Africa or anywhere else to immigrate here or to assimilate themselves into that American society. Now, here is where the excerpt comes from that, you know, the newspapers and everybody else is just circling around like vultures. The institution of slavery that the black race has long believed to be an abomination upon its people may actually have been a blessing in disguise. Mm, okay, let's read on. The blacks who could endure those conditions and circumstances would someday be rewarded with citizenship in the greatest nation ever established upon the face of this earth. Often we just don't understand God's grand scheme of things, but if we believe that God does indeed test us at times, we just might begin to understand why he did things as he did them. It just might be that he knew that the black race was indeed a strong and courageous people who could endure an existence in the strange land into which they were about to be placed and that they would one day reap the reward handed down to them by their brave ancestors, that of being an American. <laughs> so that is a brave and bold statement to make. And I'm checking my hotline here. Hold on one second, y'all. Let me see if this is my caller here. All right, Mom, 716 you're live on the Body of Christ Radio Network. Hey, this is uh, Kakonga Bar calling in. What's hey, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, all right, I'm here. Uh, hopefully, this is a profit uh, profitable show, and our people get edified based on what's said to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, get a chance to hear me read the uh, the excerpt from the um, from the letter that this uh, this guy sent? I, I keep calling him this guy, but I mean, <laughs> after some of these comments, a lot of people probably have more colorful names for him, <laughs> but. Oh. Um, yeah, I did. I, 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 yeah, I, I got a chance to hear you read the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, so just looking at this, it, it kind of makes me wonder because 
it's like, okay, this guy's statement saying that the slavery that the blacks endured was possibly a blessing, and it's dressed up around the whole thing of not really understanding God's plan and his intentions and the blessings that come through our trials and our tribulations and our hardships and all this other stuff. But you know what? I'm like, you know, this, this guy doesn't really understand what he, he's talking about to be so pompous in, in, in that. But um, could come. I, I like to start off by giving you a whack at that. Do you think that slavery was a blessing, according to the Bible, as this uh, Republican, uh, you know, person is, is intending to come across that is that it is, you know? Actually, before you answer that question, before you answer that question, here we go. Good day, Shalom. What's going on? Hey, Shalom, bro. Most high Christ bless you. Join me for this show, and I, um, this show is very timely. You know why? I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Could come. Do you know why this show is timely? You should know. I don't know. I think you need to use phone. But um, you got old. You got old man. G. It's October. October right. is Black History Month for the UK. Oh, that's oh, right. Wow. That's right. I forgot. So this, show, this show is very timely, so you didn't even know. But the most High works in mysterious ways. So, so Godwin, did you uh, have a chance to hear the um, the uh, excerpt that the this guy sent from his book that I keep referring to? No, I, I was reading the excerpt. It was really crazy. <laughs> yeah, what this guy is saying. And... Um, how he was referring to Abraham and the children of Israel. Funny. It's very funny how this dude was referring to Abraham and, and the children of um, Moses and to the children of Abraham, it, the children of Israel. It makes me think about something that the Lord said to Abraham. That's why I keep saying Abraham. In Genesis 15, chapter 13, verse, I'm going to read this. And he said unto Abram, this is before his name became Abraham, he says, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. So he was given a comparison to the children of Israel and things they went through in Egypt. This was the children of Israel, and they, went in, they, they were in a land. They were strangers, and it wasn't theirs. Sound familiar? And shall serve mm-hmm. and and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterward shall they come out with great substance. So the Mosai put the Israelites into the Egyptian bonded slavery captivity. And they served a hardcore bondage for a very long time. So it's the same thing in comparison this is speaking specifically about the the bondage that the Israelites went through in Egypt. But when you go to Deuteronomy 28, it's going to speak about a future slavery. And that future slavery is not a blessing when you go and read in Deuteronomy. But we're going to get to that. But it just when the Bible speaks about slavery and captivity, it's not a blessing. It's a punishment for right. the most. And it wasn't anything to laugh at. Oh, well, let bygones be bygones. And, you know, that's what everyone says. Oh, well, so you, you, you got something at the end. 
That's not what the Israelis are saying every year. They're still digging up dead Nazis and putting them on trial, saying we'll never, we'll forgive, but we'll never forget. They still going assassinating old uh, old Nazis. They can find them. They putting them to death. But we are supposed to forget and say, oh well, we got we got a lollipop, so shut the hell up. Right. Hmm. Well, you know what though? Can I, can I just say something here about this whole article? And it's once again um, to show you that our people have to be understanding on what truly being spiritual in the, in the eyes of the Most High is all about. Because what ends up happening is they believe in the wisdom of the world, and the wisdom of the world captivates them even further. Because Absolutely. it's not it's not based on change now. This guy writes an article. It, it reminds me of a thing from the Boondocks when Uncle Rucker said that we need to praise the white man because he civilized us and took us out the jungle. That was a church on Boondock saying that, but this guy is sort of saying the same thing. And I want to read this about why it's imperative that we understand what the spiritual, or excuse me, we need to understand that we need to be spiritual and understand what that spirit is based on the scriptures. This is why this is so important. First Corinthians 3 and 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. What is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise. They are vain. So what are you doing? What do you got? I don't even know who this guy was, some professor or somebody with an opinion. And he just came up with something out of the deep recesses of his ignorant, weak, foolish, wicked mind and wrote something. And I guarantee you a lot of people are looking at it going, oh, you know, he's got a point that blacks should be more happy. Or, you know, people that was enslaved. This is more uh, wisdom from Satan to keep the people that need to turn to the Lord blinded and bogged down in misery and foolishness. Mm. That's this. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, actually, uh, this, this, the man that we're speaking of is Arkansas State Representative. Um, oh, gosh, I just forgot his name just that quick. <laughs> But uh, his name is uh, John. Um, I get it. Keep going. <laughs> it doesn't matter because I mean it. It is a lot. Apparently, there are a lot of people that that you know feel this you know the same way. You mm-hmm. know about you know that hey y'all you like are lucky that you got something and you you, you should be happy that you're here and not over in some grass huts over there in, in Africa and look at the conditions that they're over there in now. Right. And, it's like, yeah, after after colonial, uh, colonialization, <laughs> you know, but we're not that, that's what we're not dealing. With. We're not dealing with that. But, right. So the question, just going to the point, you know, and you die on you, you know, you answered it. But I, I still, I feel, I still think we got some stuff to deal with on this, as far as going into, you know, dealing with the actual thing of slavery, and how can people fix their mouth to say that it was a blessing because we got citizenship. You know, because if, if you look at it, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I mean, I just wanted to make this thing about that spiritual connection. And it's what's lacking is because when you look at us as a people, the scriptures refer to it in Hebrews, the third chapter and the ninth, fourth chapter, as us entering into arrest. Citizenship in a country that does not want you, that thinks that you are a problem, 
is not rest. That's the point. Remember back in the day, there were uh, measured efforts from the people that the powers that be in this country to send so-called all so-called black people back to Africa. Mm-hmm. That wasn't too long ago. And then when they, that didn't succeed, they came up with abortion clinics and uh, birth control, basically genocide, which still goes on today because people are simple as hell and they really don't understand what Planned Parenthood is and where it comes from. These are all the things that were done to us in this country and continues to be done this very day. How do you have a whole class of people that's willingly committing genocide on themselves? It's because the hatred that they nourish themselves on for themselves because they don't really know who they are. Why you got a place like New York City, and you can Google it, 51% so-called black people. We're not adding in the Hispanics, the Native Americans, and Israelites scattered all over that come to this country. We can just deal with so-called black people. 51% are born, and not even born. That's, now, do the math. Now, let's not be that simple. That's a majority of children not being born because of what? We've been destroyed. It's not a blessing. That's a, that's a distinct curse. The curse that that is is in Deuteronomy 28 chapter, how the tender and delicate woman and man will have what? Hatred and wax cold to their brother and sister. That's what that's all about. That's the curse. It ain't a blessing to that. What is the blessing of that? The blessing mm. to, to, to the people that promote that is that's just one less so-and-so being birthed in the earth. That's their wicked blessing. But to us as a people and citizenship, and that's what we resorted to, to killing our babies, ooh, it's great to be an American then, right? Go ahead, mm. Yes, yeah, so this, this is a satanic age where you think you have freedom, you have choice. But the choice that they're giving us is to destroy ourselves. See, we don't remember the days of old. And I'm going to read that. This is Deuteronomy 32 and 7. It says, Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee thy elders, and they will tell thee. First of all, what that's talking about is we were supposed to remember. Remember the days of old. See, this is Deuteronomy. When Moses is telling them to remember the days of old, he's, he's telling them to remember that your God parted the Red Sea. Your God brought down the plagues on the Egyptians. Your God saved you manna from heaven. Now, where is God? God? Our people, their God is money. Our people, their God is women. Their God is drugs. They don't serve the living God, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, that's weak, dying into that Bible. That's the white man's book. They got every excuse under the heaven. And they serve in all kinds of madness and foolishness that's on a continuous basis destroying them every day. But the Bible is our power. It's always been our power, and we have to return to it. We have to return to the God of the Bible and forsake all these different foolish gods. Because what? The God of this world, which is Satan, will allow you to, how simple it sounds could come, to go and murder your unborn child. And say it's okay. I got choice. It's a woman's reproductive right. Satan got 
it all twisted up in their heads because they are the children of the curse. The matter of fact, were you there, Godiva? Hmm? Were you with that statement, Godiva? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Okay, can I deal with something, um, bro? Because you asked, yeah. what's a blessing or a curse, right? Right, right. And now, I, we talk about Deuteronomy 28. A lot of us, in any Israelite church, usually they'll do a Deuteronomy 28. But when you check the Bible, the, the curse and why we ended up being cursed is throughout the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So I'm going to go, because the Bible is repetitive, and that's why we know it's true, because it proves itself. I'm going to read something real quick. I'm going to go to Daniel. I like this part right here. Daniel, the ninth chapter. And what I'm going to read is, why did Daniel say we went to slavery? And, and the Daniel, if you want to bring it out in Deuteronomy or wherever else, it's going to say the same thing. Okay. I'm going to start with Daniel. I'm going to start at Daniel 9, chapter, verse 9. Bear with me for a second. It says, to the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the curse, let me read that again, therefore, the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. The him mm. we sinned against is the Lord our God. And for that reason, the curse, not the blessing, was poured on us. And when you want to see the curse that was poured on us from his servant Moses, you go back to Deuteronomy 28, where Moses wrote about it. You could go back to Leviticus, the 26th chapter, where Moses wrote about it. You can either read it in Deuteronomy, the 4th chapter, where Moses read about it, wrote about it. And it's all pointing to the same thing. Because of our sins, the curse was put on us, and one of the signs of that curse is what? Captivity upon captivity upon captivity upon captivity. So it's not a blessing that we went into slavery under not just this captivity we're in under the Greeks, the Romans, and what we're in right now because it hasn't changed since the Greeks and the Romans. We went under captivity under the Babylonians, the Persian Medes, the Greeks, and the Romans, and we to this current day, we're still in captivity, period. And the reason is is because we sin against our fathers. I know they told you Sneakleberg and Spielberg and Rothschild and, you know, Heiselhofen and these people are so-called Jews over there bowing at a wall, wearing boxes on their head. I know they, they told you that, that those are the chosen people of God. But when you read the scriptures, even the Torah that they claim that they believe in, they think none of the characteristics and mainly the curses that will be perpetual on the people. So mm. who's still in captivity? Walk around talking about, I need a Obama phone. I vote for Obama. We're the ones in captivity. Go ahead, bro. Oh, uh, and uh, I'm just going to jump in here because, Kakam, you brought up a very important point about the different captivities that we have gone through. Because 
simply put, if we follow that logic, you know, you just look at how many times that the children of Israel were rewarded with so-called citizenship in, you know, in the greatest nation on the planet. When you look at the time of the Babylonians, you look at Daniel and the position he had during that empire when it ruled the face of the earth, or the Assyrian Empire, okay, the Persians and the Medes during the time of uh, Mordecai, okay, or even during the book of, uh, I mean, not that's about to say the book of Romans, during the time of the Greco-Roman Empire, okay, from the time of the Maccabees up until the time of our Lord uh, Christ, Jesus Christ. I mean, it, it, it keeps repeating itself. So let's go way, way back before the children of Israel were in slavery in Egypt, to when our forefathers, Joseph, was second under Pharaoh himself. Okay. So you keep seeing that whole thing, wherever the children of Israel are, guess what? That's going to wind up being one of the top nations on the face of the earth. Because I, I, I want to read something about this thing, because a lot of people get nationality and citizenship confused. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just real quick. Um, I want to go to the book of Acts, chapter 22, and verse 24. And this is basically when Paul was apprehended by the by the elders of our people at that time. It says the chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle and bade that he should be examined by scourging, that he may know wherefore they cried so against him. So basically they were coming up against Paul for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read on, verse 25. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, Take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, Tell me, art thou a Roman? He said, Yea. And the chief captain answered, With a great sum obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, But I was freeborn. Hmm. Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul was yeah. a, He wasn't in Go captivity. Ahead. He was a Roman. He wasn't in captivity, though. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. But here it is, let me read in the book of Romans to show people in the scriptures that it shows you there's a difference between your citizenship and your nationality. He says, this is Romans chapter 11, verse, you know what? No, I'm going to go to Philippians, Philippians 3 and 4, where Paul was giving his pedigree to the people. He says, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any man thinketh he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But now he comes back and says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. So there's a distinction there. Okay, they understood that they were in captivity. Why? Because from the time that the Greeks came into power, during the time period of the Maccabees, what did our people do? They were making treaties with the Romans. To stay or the state of execution and the, the persecution that we were receiving from the Greeks, all the way up to what the time of Christ, where everything just basically started getting out of whack. But the point is, I want to focus on verse uh, chapter three, verse seven, where he said, "But what things were gained to me, I kind of lost for Christ." Because a lot of our people want to hinge on the whole thing that, oh, I'm black. Here they were dealing with, oh, well, we're serving, the, we're following the Levitical priesthood, we're the children of the promise, but they didn't want to accept Christ. And sadly, and not necessarily ironically, you have the same thing now because a lot of our people become, and you mentioned it, they try to latch on to this whole so-called black nationality thing, or we want to latch on to the philosophies of America. We want to latch on to the so-called spirituality, oh, I'm spiritual, instead of latching on to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
because that's the only way we gonna get out of this thing. Right. So now, you know, go ahead, uh, Gadai. I want to uh, going back to the curse. I want to go to Deuteronomy um, twenty-eight mm-hmm. and fifteen and uh, address that is is was was slavery a blessing? And this is Deuteronomy twenty-eight fifteen. It says, "But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God." to observe, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. So it's clearly stated that if we did not keep the commandments of God, that what would happen to us? That curses would come upon us. Okay. So let's, verse 16 begins to list some of the curses. It says, Cursed shall thou be in the city. So when you look at blacks, and Latinos in the city, who gets stopped more by the police? Now, is that a blessing or is it a curse? Who lives in the worst part of town in the city, whether you're in Harlem City, whether you're in London City, whether you're in Atlanta City? Who's living living worse? It's us. Who's on Section 8? Who's living in council houses? That's what they call it in the UK. It's more so our people than anyone else. Who has the most crime in the city? Who's killing one another more so than any other nation? That's why they call it black-on-black crime wherever you go in the world. Wherever our people is, they call it black-on-black crime. Because we're the ones that's killing ourselves more whether it's abortion, whether it's drugs, whether it's homicide, whether it's gang-related, we're the ones doing it. Over in, in, in America, you got the zip code. Over here, you got the postcode. So they're doing the same thing no matter where you go. We're cursed in the city. We cannot get it together. Goes on to say, and cursed shall thou be in the field. So you those over 400 years of slavery, picking cotton, that was a blessing? The Lord said it was a curse because we didn't make no money out of that. We didn't make no money. We should be rich. The slave masters, their ancestors are rich. Their ancestors have streets and cities named after them. What do we have? A curse because why? We didn't keep the commandments of the Heavenly Father. Verse 17, curse shall be thy basket in store because what could we store up? What could we keep? Nothing. The Lord cursed it. That's why I, I did a show on it. Black, broken, in jail. That's the majority of our people. Can't get it together. Ain't got two pennies to rub together. If you, if you do, you're probably going to have to lend it to somebody that's in your family who's broke. It goes on. Curse shall be the fruit of thy body. So you look, you look at our children today. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, and mentress women shall bring forth monsters. That's what our children are like. Why? Because they're not being taught the commandments. They get taught Egyptology. They get taught Santa Claus and Easter bunny legs, eggs, and Jesus is still a baby. That's what they get taught, and they go out there and bang and kill one another because that's foolishness and fables. They're not teaching them the truth that's in the scriptures. They're not teaching them their history and why our people in these conditions, like the brother could come was saying, it's a spiritual condition. Let them go play more basketball. Give them a ball. How you, how you keep, how you keep uh, uh, two, two black guys off a white woman? Give them a basketball. That kind of foolishness. 
Mm-mm-mm. Now, when you jump down to the 68 verse, mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 28, 68, then it starts talking about the slavery that our people went into. So let me let me jump down and get that. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and the 68th verse. And, I mean, the most High, he's, he's on point. He's right on time all the time. But it's just that we're not listening. We want to hear everything else. See, the, the majority of our people got caught up with Jim Jones and followed Jim Jones and drunk, drunk cyanide and Kool-Aid. And they were cool with that, having, you know, wash your butt if, if father want to sleep with you. Hmm. I told him I think we might have lost him. Yeah, I think we lost him. We'll bring, he'll get back with us here in a second. All right. But um, go ahead. He was read Deuteronomy 28, 68. It reads. Yeah, yeah. Let me just read it because I, I can continue it for him until he comes back in. I'll let him pick back up. Um, okay. Deuteronomy 28. Verse 68 reads, uh, and the Lord, uh, excuse me, I'm at 29, 28, 68, and the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way, wherever I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women, and no man shall buy you. So that's slavery. And we can't mm-hmm. pinpoint this because this is a, uh, 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 part of the curse that's going to keep replicating itself as long as the children of Israel keep going into the things that caused them to be cursed in the beginning because he read it in Deuteronomy 28 and 15 that if you would not hearken and deal with the Lord at his word on his terms, all these curses would come upon you and this is one of them. Just like Daniel wrote where I read in Daniel 9, listen, we all disobeyed and rebelled against the Most High, verse 11. Therefore, the curse, not the blessing, has been poured out on us. And when you mm-hmm. read, we don't have time to go into all of this. When you read, can I just read just 40, um, 45? It's talking about how comprehensive this thing, these curses are going to be. Deuteronomy okay. 28 and 45. Okay, go ahead. Oh, uh, let me bring it back in real quick. Okay. All right, good morning. Come, come pick up the ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going into the the slavery, you know, the, the recent slavery that our people, how the Bible just describes it perfectly. And this is in Deuteronomy 28, 68. And mm-hmm. from 15, it describes all the different curses that the Israelites would go into for breaking the Lord's commandments. And this is verse 68, 28 and 68. And it says, And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt. What is the significance of bringing up Egypt here? Because in Egypt, that's what the Israelites knew. When you read Exodus 20 and 2, it calls Egypt the house of bondage. They knew Egypt was a hardcore slavery like they've never seen before. 400 years. And crying to the Lord, Lord, get us out of here. They whipped them. They beat them. They made them build up pyramids, all kinds of stuff, 400 years. So the Lord said, I'm going to bring you into a slavery like Egypt. Because the Israelites, 
never went into Egypt again as a nation like that. So this is speaking about something else. It says again with ships. So when you look at our people, how do we get to the Americas? How do we get to South America, Central America, the West Indian Islands? And that's another thing I'll, I'll, I'll be getting on, you know, our West Indian brothers about. is like, look, they all are Yankee boys. Like, the Yankee boy. I was like, look, my boat, your boat stopped. My boat kept going. We the same people. <laughs> and when I say that, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they can't deny it. They just had the Olympics over here in the U.K., and you know all the Jamaicans up and on, you saying vote, you saying vote, he's going to beat the Americans. Oh, I was like, look, Americans, I was like, we're not Americans. We're American citizens, but we all children of slaves. So if you say vote, win, guess what? I win too because that's my brother. If Americans win, whoever wins, guess what? That's my brother. We're the same people, so we should all rejoice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I wonder if we got every all of the, the, the islands together. Man, we we running the thing. So it says, The Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. What wasn't what, we going to see anymore again? We're going to see our homeland anymore again. We're really going to remember our homeland again. So you telling me, Slavery was a blessing? I'd be asking people, I was like, what do you know, what do you know about your history? And, they would, you know, they'll, they'll say the classic. The classic? Right. Give me the classic three names. When you start talking about black history, what's the classic three names that come up? Malcolm Martin and uh, the third one's kind of up for grabs. But Marcus. Usually not Martin Luther King, definitely. Marcus Garvey. The three M's. Malcolm, Marcus, and Martin, the three M's. So I asked him a question. I was like, um, this, is, this is my latest thing that I've been asking people with black history. I was like, what happened in 1066? And they told me, oh, Battle of Hastings. I was like, oh, so you know, you know, you know white history. But what happened, what's happening in 1066 with your people? Well, I don't know. I was like, well, should you find out? So we don't remember, because of slavery, they beat that out of us. You don't remember your language. You don't remember your name. Even they show you that in Roots. Your name ain't Kuta. Your name is Toby, boy. So you telling me that's a blessing? It says, and let's read on in 68. It says, and there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and for bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. So there, who was there? There where the ships brought us. Now, who does that fit? That only fits a certain specific people on the earth. It can't fit everybody. It can't fit everybody. It only historically fits one people. And the Lord is speaking this to as a future prophecy for the Israelites breaking his commandments, this was going to happen. They were going to be sold to their enemies for bondmen, which is a slave, bondwoman, which is going to be a slave. So what happened? We were sold. We were sold. When you read, when you read back up in the curses, it says what? Our children are going to be taken away. Our children are going to be sold. And we were going to long for them. But there, was going to, there wasn't going to be any power in our hand to do anything about it. That's a curse. 
But, Don, wait a minute now. You, you got some, some of these people out here saying that, you know, we had better family structures during the time period of slavery than we do now. Better family structures? Better family structures when they call our children puppies and we was, we was mated like cattle? That's a better family structure when the, when the slave master comes in and breaks in your wife? That's a better family structure? That's called surviving. That's called surviving. That's what that's called. There was no family when the slave master would come in and rape your woman and you got to stand there and watch. That's a blessing. So you telling me those scars don't affect our people today? Of course they do. And then I'll be in a dress. Yes, forget that, boy. You, you got chicken now. Go on down to Popeye's and get you some chicken. No, so every other nation addressed the ills that happen to their people. And they have revolution, uh, resolutions. They have discussions. Some people get paid. Look, they locked the don't you know they locked the Japanese during war? They locked the, they locked the Japanese up during World War II. They yeah. put them in concentration camps. They getting paid. They locked them up for a couple of years. They getting paid now. What do we get for 400 years? Nothing. Shut the hell up. You're an American citizen now. Mm-mm-mm. But no, what we have to understand uh-huh. is that this is the punishment of the Lord. So if we want to get right, we want to get anything, you can't go to George Bush. You can't go to Obama. You can't go to anybody. You got to get down on your knees and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what the things I'm doing now, and I'm sorry for the things that my forefathers were doing against you and forgive me and send the Lord so we can go back and we can remember who we are and reclaim our nationality and not be called these bywords. Thank you, bro. Yeah, actually, uh, Katum, I, I know you wanted to finish up in uh, Deuteronomy 28 and 45. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, go right ahead because uh, I got something that's going to segue you kind of right into that. All right, listen, I want to deal with this because uh, the guy was brought up a couple of points. I'm just going to cover real quickly. Um, basically, the diver was like, once the can of, what, you know what, opened up on us, we mm-hmm. were innocent. The part mm-hmm. where it says, no man shall buy you, that deliverance is not going to come until the Most High decrees that we're ready to be delivered through his son Christ. That's what the point oh. is. But you remember, when Christ was with the apostles, when you look in the first chapter of Acts, right around the eighth verse, they asked him a question. Will you at this time restore the kingdom back to Israel as it's supposed to be? Because you didn't came and left. And he said, mm-hmm. listen, no man knows the time or hour. That's in the Father. That's in the Father's hand, right? So right. it's telling you they knew they were not in their right position, and they knew they were in captivity, and they knew why. That's why Christ taught them to teach us repentance. But this is how overwhelming these curses are. It says here in Deuteronomy 28, verse 45, it's giving you the coverall to understand what we did. It says, moreover, all these curses, not blessings, shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. And they, the curses, shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. So now, this is a direct reflection.
description of what we're looking at now. We're looking at a cursed people. The brother brought it out. They beat the knowledge of ourselves out of us. They caused us not to know our heritage. They told us what they wanted. You African. And the easiest way to get a people convinced of something is to keep repeating the same thing over and over again. It's called the most simplest form of uh, uh, brainwashing. You're African. You're African. Africa really doesn't exist as a united continent. Because you ask somebody that's really from that continent, they'll tell you, I'm from the Congo, or I'm from the, uh, the Nigeria, or I'm from this, or I'm from that. And this is the thing that we have to understand. We're a destroyed people, but we don't have anybody to blame but ourselves because the Lord, as it says in Deuteronomy 28, excuse me, 68, the Lord sent us to this place and this captivity. And the only way we can get out of it, because no man shall buy you, is to turn to the Lord, his wisdom and his understanding. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I mean, because part of the thing I I, want to deal with is that, you know, people talk about this. You got this guy named Lloyd Mock or Monk or whatever his name is. This is another uh, Republican uh, representative from Arkansas. Uh, you know, he and John Hubbard share very similar views. But this guy basically had the gall to say that if slavery was so bad, then why did Jesus or Paul condemn it? Hmm. Is it slavery in the Bible? If you know, this all throughout the Old Testament, why didn't Jesus condemn slavery? Why didn't Paul speak about it? They even talk about the masters, the servants, they obey your masters. And I'm sitting here like, see, people don't understand. And this is a problem, too. People don't read their Bibles, okay, just flat out, because I want to go here just real quick to the book of Exodus, chapter 21, to bring out some understanding on that just briefly, because I actually plan on doing a whole show on this at one point, but I definitely wanted to touch this uh, during this show just briefly, because it goes into, that chapter goes into basically issues of what's concerning the difference between manslaughter versus straight-out murder. There were rules about uh, uh, if you abused your servants or if you injured your servants because people have to understand the way that servants were treated or supposed to be treated according to what's written in the Bible, that, had, that is completely on the other side of the spectrum what we suffered here in America for over 400 years and even now. Let me read this. Exodus 21:16. And he that stealeth a man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, shall surely be put to death. So according to the Old Testament, because that's what they want to run to to say that slavery was, was, was uh, okay, the kidnapping, the punishment is death. Death penalty. Let me jump to verse 20. And if any man smite his servant or his maid with a rod, and he die under his hand, he shall be surely punished. Notwithstanding, if he continue a day or two, he shall not be punished, for he is his money. And if any man smite the eye of his servant, or the eye of his maid that it perish, he shall let him go free for his for his eye's sake. And if he smite his manservants too, or his maidservants too, he shall let him go free for his tooth's sake. Now, mind you, this is the same chapter where it says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, block for block. So the scriptures are showing us here that when you had servants, that if you mistreated them and harmed them or damaged them in anything like that, you had to let them go. But what they do to us, cut off our foot, slit our nose, turn the women upside down, string them up by their feet, and slit them down the middle and watch the babies fall to the ground. 
okay, beat the people to death. That, that sounds like night and day to me. But, you know, that's the whole thing. It's like people want to sit here and run to the Bible and say, oh, well, you know, the, the Bible justifies slavery. Not that crap that they did to us. No way, shape, or form. So I got another scripture going into that. Because the Lord spoke about this. Here we go. This is the book of Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 12. Here we go. It says, Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of, Lord of hosts, how long wilt thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these three score and ten years? Because the point was already brought out. The Heavenly Father was angry with us for breaking his commandments. The same stuff we do in the day. I'm going to read on. Verse 13, And the Lord answered the angel that talked with me, with good words and comfortable words. So the angel that communed with me said unto me, Cry thou, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with a great jealousy, and I am very sore displeased with the heathen that are at ease. For I was but a little displeased, and they helped forward the affliction. See, the Heavenly Father put us in the hands of these other nations to punish us for breaking his commandments. But he said that he was a little displeased with us but they helped forward the affliction. That middle passage, that's the help forwarding of the affliction, and they went above and beyond. The slitting of our noses, the chopping off of our feet, the raping of our women, the selling us like cattle, all of the things, Jim Crow, I mean, the list goes on and on. They helped forward the affliction. So it's not a matter of, oh, well, this is right, this is not listen. This is what happened. And that's the kind of history that we need to be teaching our children. It's like, listen, you think you went into slavery because these people have power? No, you need to understand who has the real power and who gave it to them in the first place. So Right, and that, that same power is our power. And if we return unto him, he's going to forgive us of our sins because he's our father. And he's going to restore us, just like Kakumgabar was reading in the book of Acts. But I want to read this um, the scripture on that same point, what you're talking about, um, Abadjah. Mm-hmm. This is um, First Chronicles uh, 6 and 15. And it says, And Jehozadak went into captivity when the Lord carried away Judah and Jerusalem by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. So that's the Babylonians. The Lord rose up the Babylonians to take the Israelites into captivity. So now, that that's first chronicles. Now when we go to Second Chronicles, what's the remedy? They're in captivity because they broke the Mosai's commandments. They were warned by the prophets. The Lord always send prophets like look, it's just like you have children and you say, Look, boy, you better stop doing that or you're gonna get in trouble, you're gonna get a whooping. I'm gonna tell you again. So the Lord will always send prophets to us to forewarn us that look, you're doing wrong, set yourself straight. Gonna have mercy on you if you do, but we're such a hard-headed, stiff-necked, rebellious people. We just gotta see what's at the other other end of the line. So we went into captivity. Well, the Israelites went into captivity. Now, his second second uh, Chronicles six and thirty-seven. What's the remedy for the captivity that we're in? Second Chronicles six thirty-seven. Yet, if they bethink themselves in the land whether they are carried captive. So we're supposed to, you know, think in our mind, why are we going through all these things? Why is it 2012 
and we still trying to get some kind of rights, or we are still trying to get a committee, or we trying to get a commission, or we trying to get a payment, we trying to get something. Why is this happening? Why is there crack in my community? I'm walking down the street. There's a crack vial, and there's a there's a, a, a dope thing walking around with no shirt, bugged out, like she on Mars. Why is this happening? Yet, if they shall bethink themselves in the land where they carried captivity, American, England, UK, different places, we would carry captivity. Because one thing about it in the UK, they try to put it off like that's an American problem, but UK <clears throat> was that part and soul of of slavery, okay, trying to slave trade. Boy, we went to America, that money, molasses, and rum was coming right back to the U.K., baby, right back to Liverpool, one of the main slave ports. It said, hmm. and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, we have sinned, we have done amiss, and have dealt wickedly, because that's what blacks are doing in America. We have sinned against the Most High. What is sin? Transgression of the laws that, and statutes that's contained in the Bible. Adultery, murder, hatred, bear false witness, coveting. That's all what we're doing in the ghetto, and that's what they promote. So that's a good thing? No, we've sinned. We've done amiss. Why are there so many children that don't have fathers? The family structure is destroyed, and that's the way Satan loves it. He don't want a father to be that man in the household to bring down the law in the house and to have the woman in check with the law statute. Cause I ain't talking about a man beating his wife because people get that simple notion in their head because they're simple as hell because that's all that's been shown to our people. If a black man in the house, he's beating his wife, he's the children. He's sleeping with the daughter. He's touching her. That's foolishness. We've dealt wickedly, and we have to return unto the Lord. Verse 38. If they return to thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, whither they have carried them captives and prayed toward thy land which thou gavest unto So we got our land. America's not our land. It never been our land. We went there to be punished. It was a punished. It was a curse. That's why we still suffer today. So we have a land. We have a heritage. We have a history. And toward the city which thou hast chosen. Because America is not the city that God has chosen. People look at oh, America as the shot. No, it's not. America, the West, this civilization, this ain't the city that the Lord has chosen. The Lord chose Jerusalem. He chose Zion. That's where Christ is going to sit and he's going to command, he's going to rule this world with a rod of iron in righteousness. And toward the house which I have built for thy name. That's what we're supposed to do. Verse 39. Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. So that's why none of our causes can go forward. Because they're not of the Lord. They're not of the most high. We're going to get a land and we're going to have a national flag and national flag. The people don't care about that. We're never going to be together unless we come together under our true leader. Not Jesse Jackson. Sure as hell ain't Obama. It's Christ is our leader. Back mm -hmm. to you, bro. Mm -hmm. Come on, see you sitting here waiting on something. Bro, I'm just here. Uh, you know, the brother had brought it up. I just want to reiterate it again. The Babylonian captivity was the start of what 
we were starting to feel or the revelation of the prophecy was starting to come to pass about Deuteronomy 2868 about how we would be taken and sold into mm-hmm. other lands on ships. But I want to read something. I want to read Jeremiah, the 40th chapter, because it started in his time. Remember, Jeremiah warned the people, oh, you're going to go serve 70 years in, in Babylon because mm-hmm. of your mm-hmm. I'm going to read something. It says, Jeremiah, the 40th chapter, starting at verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, after that Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had let him go from Ramah, when he had taken him, being bound in chains among all that were carried away captive of Jerusalem and Judah, which were carried away captive unto Babylon. And the captain of the guard, now this is the man from the other nation, the Babylonian Chaldean, same people. And the captain of the guard took Jeremiah and said unto him, The Lord thy God hath pronounced this evil upon this place. Now the Lord hath brought it and done according as he hath said. Because ye have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed his voice, therefore this thing has come upon you. Once again, surely, that's out of the mouth of a heathen, another nation of people that's rounding you up in captivity. He's telling you, look it, the reason you're in captivity is because what you said. Now, to show you this thing is perpetual, it's not you just can't pinpoint it at one point in time, because that was the start of it, and it broke out on us. Let's go over here to Luke, the 21st chapter. Let's see what our Lord and Savior said. Now, this goes to that question about whether or not Christ condemned slavery or said it was a blessing or it was a good thing. All right. Luke 21. Now, remember, the Israelites were slaughtered. The Bible brought it out. We had to repent. Turn. That's what turns to the Lord means. That's our salvation. That's our remedy. This is Christ talking about something. Let's pay attention if it sounds familiar. Luke 21, verse 21. Then he's talking about Jerusalem is going to be destroyed and fall. fall. It's going to mm-hmm. take the destruction of the temple and the signs of the destruction of that city. I'm just going to pick up what he said. Then, let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. This is Luke 21, 21. Then, let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter there into. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down until the Gentiles, excuse me, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. That goes right back to Deuteronomy 28, 68, no man shall buy you. The one that's going to buy us and redeem us is the one that was sent. His name is Christ, the Son of the living God, and that's the one that's going to redeem us. So guess what? we still in that perpetual rabbit hole of slavery hmm. because Christ said the same thing that the Diamond read in First, Second Chronicles, and what I read in uh, Jeremiah 40 where the heathen said this is why he said it is going to happen. It's going to keep happening until what? He is sent to redeem us once and for all. So all this foolishness 
that we went to slavery because the white man was bad, but he was all powerful. Matter of fact, we still try to suck on the white man's teeth. So our, our reparations and our reconciliation and all this other stuff, that's straight foolishness, and our people got to wake up. And it's not the white man. It ain't got nothing to do with him. It's got all to do with our wicked, perverse, evil, wretched hearts. That's what it's got to do with. Because the most high shows us, Deuteronomy 28 and 1, it's all good. If you follow, it's all good. You're going to be on high. Deuteronomy 28 15, if you don't listen, you're going to be cursed. Now we're suffering the curses and we don't like it, so we want to blame everybody else, and that takes us further away from the remedy that the dialogue was saying. Turn to the Lord wherever you're at in captivity, and it's going to be good again. Go ahead, go back to you. Now, you know what? Before we go any further, I want to take a moment. Oh, me. I want to take a moment to go to a short break. And when we come back, I want to address some other things as far as going into this whole blessing and the things that we so-called have to look forward to as far as the education and all of that. So, y'all hang tight and you'll be back shortly. Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BOCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake. On Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m., if you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests, Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom. Back from the break, 
And the topic that we're dealing with here is the whole aspect that is uh, being set forth by a couple of Republicans out of uh, Arkansas that slavery was a blessing. Okay. And just that whole... uh, uh, Anyway. (laughs) What I want to deal with, you know, just coming back here, is that um, this whole aspect of, you know, some of the advantages that we have in this land, you know, as far as, you know, going into uh, citizenship being so-called a gift and and the greater purpose. You know, we look at some of the things and, you know, the so-called benefits that we have. You know, we have jobs, we have education, um, you know, we have the ability to have so-called families and things of that nature. But, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, because I think we kind of answered this, but I want to go back and touch this again. You know, do the scriptures give any insight as to how or why we find ourselves dependent on others, as opposed to being more, you know, as opposed to being more self-sufficient in regards to say food, clothing, housing, or other necessities of life? I want to get to you know your brother, your brother's uh, thoughts on that because one of the things that was mentioned was that you know black people are kind of like depending upon the government and this whole, you know, the government programs and welfare and all these other things. Because I'm going to come back and read an excerpt um, after y'all take a swing at this question. But now, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts on that is Deuteronomy 28 and 43, which says, The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. So, in the in the black Latino community, what do I see? I see Arabs, I see Koreans, I see uh, Europeans, the white man, Africans. Everybody's in our community, taking the money out of the community. They're rich. They got the money, and we're the one that's on low. I can remember my days uh, being in Harlem and see brothers, and they're going into a chicken shop. And who's, who's selling them the chicken? The Arabs. And they're mad as hell. They're going in to get chicken, and they get it from the Arabs. They're mad. Hurry up, man. This is the Body of Christ Church. And welcome to Hendrick is the King. Is the king. Even that the bloody land, the church hall Don't forget about my friends in the dance hall Joy and love me up and great peace of mind And not this me want me dance and friend them to find Now go fast and pray, go fast and pray Till Christ God and me friend them find This year go fast and pray, go fast and pray And to see the devil get thee behind Me, fast and pray, go fast and pray Till Christ God and me friend them find This year go fast and pray, go fast and pray
historians will deny that the system of institutionalized slavery was the primary factor that transformed America into an economical powerhouse and solidified its position as the most powerful nation on the earth. While slavery was clearly a blessing for the financial growth of the country, few would be so callous or so foolish as to suggest that slavery was a blessing for the millions of blacks who were enslaved, but that it was exactly what one Arkansas state representative is proposing. In his book written in 2009, Republican John Hubbard states that slavery was, quote, a blessing in disguise, end quote, for the black race. And while it may be easy to offer a response based on raw emotions, we will refrain. We will instead use the words of the Holy Bible to answer the question, was slavery a blessing or a curse to the black man in America? I'd like to say good evening. My name is Abaja, and I'm your host this evening, as always, for another episode of Repentance is the Key. And uh, I should have joining me here very shortly uh, two uh, dynamic speakers, each who hosts their own show on the uh, Body of Christ Radio Network. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think I may have been joined by one. Hold on just a moment. All right. Nope, that wasn't him. All right, so while I'm waiting for my guests to arrive, the topic of this evening, in case you haven't already guessed, <laughs> is uh, one dealing with the uh, one uh, Republican out of Arkansas. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a little something in my throat here. Uh, basically, these guys propose that slavery has been a blessing for the black man. And, you know, you have a few others of that uh you know, that same area that proposed the whole same thing. It's like, hey, you know, this slavery, y'all have a, y'all should be glad to be here. You know, there's been numerous articles about it, and uh, apparently he's not the only one that's sharing in this view. So what we're going to do here this evening is try to answer the question of whether or not slavery was a blessing or a curse according to the Holy Bible, because that's what some people are proposing. So here, let me read a little uh article here or an excerpt from his uh, book. And this is, y'all just bear with me because this is kind of crazy. Because I wanted, the thing is, is that I wanted to make sure that we read this in its context, okay? I want to make sure we read things in context because a lot of times the media, so-called, they have a, a, a way of, you know, taking things out of context and blowing it up and saying, hey, you know, just to get people to jump off of emotions and stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and read this excerpt so we can kind of get an idea of what, it, what he's actually talking about. And it says, For those of us who claim to be Christians, we have come to learn that when God bestows a blessing upon us, he often will also present us with a challenge to go along with that blessing. And sometimes that challenge is an almost insurmountable one. For Moses and the children of Israel, it was 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. For those cast off and indentured servants from other lands who were to make up the core of what would become the United States of America, it was to follow a dream that had never before been successfully accomplished. And for our brothers and sisters of the black race, as hard as it may be to understand and appreciate, slavery just might have been a blessing in disguise, as well as the most difficult challenge ever. Maybe, just maybe, God had a plan for what he allowed to happen. In the formative years of his great country, in the formative years of this great country, 
there were many immigrants who made their way to this wonderful land, and many of them would soon realize their dreams and many of their sorrows here. But the prevailing feelings of that time allowed very few members of the black race from Africa or anywhere else to immigrate here or to assimilate themselves into that American society. Here is where the excerpt comes from that, you know, the newspapers and everybody else is just circling around like vultures. The institution of slavery that the black race has long believed to be an abomination upon its people may actually have been a blessing in disguise. Mm, Okay, let's read on. The blacks who could endure those conditions and circumstances would someday be rewarded with citizenship in the greatest nation ever established upon the face of this earth. Often we just don't understand God's grand scheme of things. But if we believe that God does indeed test us at times, we just might begin to understand why he did things as he did them. It just might be that he knew that the black race was indeed a strong and courageous people who could endure an existence in the strange land into which they were about to be placed, and that they would one day reap the reward handed down to them by their brave ancestors, that of being an American. (laughs) So that is a brave and bold statement to make. And I'm checking my hotline here. Hold on one second, y'all. Let me see. This is my caller here. All right, Mom, 716 you're live on the Body of Christ Radio Network. Hey, this is uh, Kakonga Bar calling in. What's hey, what's going on? All right, I'm here. Uh, hopefully this is a profit, uh, profitable show, and our people get edified based on what's said to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, get a chance to hear me read the, uh, the excerpt from the, um, from the letter that this, uh, this guy sent? I, I keep calling him this guy. But, I mean, <laughs> after some of these comments, a lot of people probably have more colorful names for him. <laughs> but, oh. um, yeah, I did. I, 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 yeah, I, I got a chance to hear you read the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, so just looking at this, it, it kind of makes me wonder because it's like, okay, this guy's statement saying that the slavery that the blacks endured was possibly a blessing, and it's dressed up around the whole thing of not really understanding God's plan and his intentions and the blessings that come through our trials and our tribulations and our hardships and all this other stuff. But you know what? I'm like, you know, this, this guy doesn't really understand what he, he's talking about, to be so pompous in, in, in that. But um, could come, I, I'd like to start off by giving you a whack at that. Do you think that slavery was a, a blessing, according to the Bible, as this, uh, Republican, uh, you know, person is, is intending to come across that is that it is, you know. Actually, before you answer that question, before you answer that question, here we go. Good day, Shalom. What's going on? Hey, Shalom, bro. Most high Christ bless you. Most high Christ bless you. for this show, and I, um, this show is very timely. You know why? I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Could come. Do you know why this show is timely? You should know. I don't know. I think you might need his phone. But um, you, got old, you got old man G. It's October. October right. is Black History Month for the UK. Oh, that's oh, right. Wow. 
I forgot. So this, show, this show is very timely, so you didn't even know. But the most high works in mysterious ways. So, so that one, did you uh, have a chance to hear the um, the uh, excerpt that the, this guy sent from his book? That I keep referring to. No, I, I was reading the excerpt. It was really crazy. <laughs> yeah, really crazy on what this guy is saying and uh, how he referring to Abraham and the children of Israel. Funny. It's very funny how this dude was referring to Abraham and, and the children of um, Moses and to the children of Abraham, it, the children of Israel. It makes me think about something that the Lord said to Abraham. That's why I keep saying Abraham. In Genesis 15, chapter 13, verse, I'm going to read this. And he said unto Abram, this is before his name became Abraham, he says, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. So he was given a comparison to the children of Israel and things they went through in Egypt. This was the children of Israel, and they went in, they, they were in a land, they were strangers, and it wasn't theirs. Sound familiar? And shall mm-hmm. serve and and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterward shall they come out with great substance. So the Mosai put the Israelites into the Egyptian bondage, slavery, captivity. And they served a hardcore bondage for a very long time. So it's the same thing in comparison this is speaking specifically about the the bondage that the Israelites went through in Egypt. But when you go to Deuteronomy 28, it's going to speak about a future slavery. And that future slavery is not a blessing when you go and read in Deuteronomy. But we're going to get to that. But it just shows, when the Bible speaks about slavery and captivity, it's not a blessing. It's a punishment for right. the most. And it wasn't anything to laugh at. Oh, well, let bygones be bygones. And, you know, that's what everyone says. Oh, well, so you, you, you got something at the end. That's not what the Israelis are saying every year. They're still bringing up dead Nazis and putting them on trial, saying we'll never, we'll forgive, but we'll never forget. They're still going assassinating old, uh, old Nazis. They can find them. They're putting them to death. But we are supposed to forget and say, oh, well, we got, we got a lollipop, so shut the hell up. Right. You know what, though? Can I, can I just say something here about this whole article? And it's once again um, to show you that our people have to be understanding on what truly being spiritual in the, in the eyes of the Most High is all about. Because what ends up happening is they believe in the wisdom of the world, and the wisdom of the world captivates them even further. Because Absolutely. it's not. It's not based on change now. This guy writes an article. It, it reminds me of a thing from the Boondocks when Uncle Rucker said that we need to praise the white man because he civilized us and took us out the jungle. That was a count <laughs> on Boondocks saying that, but this guy is sort of saying the same thing. And I want to read this about why it's imperative that we understand what the spiritual or, excuse me, we need to understand that we need to be spiritual and understand what that spirit is based on the scriptures. This is why this is so important. 
First Corinthians 3 and 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. What is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness, and again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, they are vain. So what are you doing? What do you got? I don't even know who this guy was, some professor or somebody with an opinion. And he just came up with something out of the deep recesses of his ignorant, weak, foolish, wicked mind and wrote something. And I guarantee you a lot of people are looking at it going, oh, you know, he's got a point that blacks should be more happy. Or, or, you know, people that was enslaved. This is more uh, wisdom from Satan to keep the people that need to turn to the Lord blinded and bogged down. In misery and foolishness. Mm. Yeah, actually, uh, this this the man that we're speaking of is Arkansas State Representative. Um, oh gosh, I just got his name just that quick. <laughs> but uh, his name is uh, John. Um, I get. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter because I mean it. It, it, a lot, apparently, there are a lot of people that that you know feel this you know the same way, you mm-hmm. know about you know that hey y'all you like are lucky that you got something and you, you you should be happy that you're here and not over in some grass huts over there in, in Africa and look at the conditions that they're over there in now. Right. And, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, after after colonial, colonialization, <laughs> you know, but we're not that, that's what we're not dealing we're not dealing with that. The, right. So the question just going to the point. You know, and the one you you know, you answered it. But I, I still I feel I still think we got some stuff to deal with on this as far as going into, you know, dealing with the actual thing of slavery and how can people fix their mouth to say that it was a blessing because we got citizenship. You know. Because if if you look at it I'm sorry, go ahead up. No, I mean I mean I just wanted to make this thing about that spiritual connection. And it's what's lacking is because when you look at us as a people, the scriptures refer to it in Hebrews, the third chapter and the ninth, fourth chapter, as us entering into arrest. Citizenship in a country that does not want you, that thinks that you are a problem, is not rest. That's the point. Remember back in the day, there were uh, measured efforts from the people that the powers that be in this country to send so-called all so-called black people back to Africa. Mm-hmm. That wasn't too long ago. And then when they, that didn't succeed, they came up with abortion clinics and uh, birth control, basically genocide, which still goes on today because people are simple as hell and they really don't understand what Planned Parenthood is and where it comes from. These are all the things that were done to us in this country and continues to be done this very day. How do you have a whole class of people that's willingly committing genocide on themselves? It's because the hatred that they nourish themselves on for themselves because they don't really know who they are. Why you got a place like New York City, and you can Google it, 51% so-called black people. We're not adding in the Hispanics, the Native Americans, and Israelites scattered all over that come to this country. We can just deal with so-called black people. 51% are born and not even born. That's, now, do the math. Now, let's not be that simple. That's a majority of children 
not being born because of what? We've been destroyed. It's not a blessing. That's a that's a distinct curse. The curse that that is is in Deuteronomy 28 chapter, how the tender and delicate woman and man will have what? Hatred and wax cold to their brother and sister. That's what that's all about. That's the curse. It ain't a blessing to that. What is the blessing of that? The blessing mm. to, to, to the people that promote that is that's just one less you so-and-so being birthed in the earth. That's their wicked blessing. But to us as a people and citizenship, and that's what we've resorted to, to killing our babies, ooh, it's great to be an American then, right? Go ahead, mm. Yes, this, this is a satanic age where you think you have freedom, you have choice. But the choice that they've given us is to destroy ourselves. Mm. See, we don't remember the days of old. And I'm going to read that. This is Deuteronomy 32 and 7. It says, Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee, thy elders, and they will tell thee. First of all, what that's talking about is we were supposed to remember, remember the days of old. See, this is Deuteronomy. When Moses is telling them to remember the days of old, he's, he's telling them to remember that your God parted the Red Sea. Your God brought down the plagues on the Egyptians. Your God saved you manna from heaven. Now, where is God? God, Our people, their God is money. Our people, their God is women. Their God is drugs. They don't serve the living God, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, that's weak, dying into that Bible. That's the white man's book. They got every excuse under the heaven. And they serve in all kinds of madness and foolishness that's on a continuous basis destroying them every day. But the Bible is our power. It's always been our power, and we have to return to it. We have to return to the God of the Bible and forsake all these different foolish gods. Because what? The God of this world, which is Satan, will allow you to, how simple it sounds could come, to go and murder your unborn child. Hey, and say it's okay. I got choice. It's a woman's reproductive right. Satan got it all twisted up in their heads because they are the children of the curse. The matter of fact, were you saying goodbye? Hmm? Were you with that statement today? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Okay, can I deal with something, um, bro? Because you asked yeah. what's a blessing or a curse, right? Right, right. And now, I. We talk about Deuteronomy 28. A lot of us in any Israelite church usually they'll do with Deuteronomy 28. But when you check the Bible, the, the curse and why we ended up being cursed is throughout the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So I'm going to go because the Bible is repetitive, and that's why we know it's true because it proves itself. I'm going to read something real quick. I'm going to go to Daniel. I like this part right here. Daniel, the ninth chapter, and what I'm going to read is, why did Daniel say we went to slavery? And, and, and Daniel, if you want to bring it out in Deuteronomy or wherever else, it's going to say the same thing. Okay. I'm going to start Daniel. I'm going to start at Daniel, ninth chapter, verse 9. Bear with me for a second. It says, to the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing 
that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the curse, let me read that again. Therefore, the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. The him we sinned against is the Lord our God, and for that reason, the curse, not the blessing, was poured on us. And when you want to see the curse that was poured on us from his servant Moses, you go back to Deuteronomy 28 where Moses wrote about it. You could go back to Leviticus, the 26th chapter, where Moses wrote about it. You could even read it in Deuteronomy, the 4th chapter, where Moses read about it, wrote about it. And it's all pointing to the same thing. Because of our sins, the curse was put on us, and one of the signs of that curse is what? Captivity upon captivity upon captivity upon captivity. So it's not a blessing that we went into slavery under not just this captivity we in under the Greeks, the Romans, and what we're in right now, because it hasn't changed since the Greeks and the Romans. We went under captivity under the Babylonians, the Persian Medes, the Greeks, and the Romans, and we, to this current day, we're still in captivity, period. And the reason is is because we sin against our father. I know they told you Sneakleberg and Spielberg and Rothschild and, you know, Heifelhofen and these people are so-called Jews over there bowing at a wall, wearing boxes on their head. I know they, they told you that, that those are the chosen people of God. But when you read the scriptures, even the Torah that they claim that they believe in, they fit none of the characteristics and mainly the curses that will be perpetual on the people. So mm. who's still in captivity? Walk around talking about, I need a Obama phone, I vote for Obama. We're the ones in captivity. Go ahead, bro. Oh, uh, and uh, I'm just going to jump in here because, Kakam, you brought up a very important point about the different captivities that we have gone through. Because simply put, if we follow that logic, you know, you just look at how many times that the children of Israel were rewarded with so-called citizenship in, you know, in the greatest nation on the planet. When you look at the time of the Babylonians, you look at Daniel and the position he had during that empire when it ruled the face of the earth, or the Assyrian Empire, okay, the Persians and the Medes during the time of uh, Mordecai, okay, or even during the book of, uh, I mean, not that's about to say the book of Romans, during the time of the Greco-Roman Empire, okay, from the time of the Maccabees up until the time of our Lord uh, Christ, Jesus Christ, I mean, it, it, it keeps repeating itself. So let's go way, way back before the children of Israel were in slavery in Egypt to when our forefathers, Joseph, was second under Pharaoh himself. Okay. So you keep seeing that whole thing, wherever the children of Israel are, guess what? That's going to wind up being one of the top nations on the face of the earth. Because I, I, I want to read something about this thing because a lot of people get nationality and citizenship confused. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just real quick. Um, I want to go to the book of Acts, chapter 22, and verse 24. And this is basically when Paul was apprehended by the, by the uh, elders of our people at that time. It says, the chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle and bade that he should be examined by scourging, that he may know wherefore they cried so against him. So basically they were coming up against Paul for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read on, verse 25. 
And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, Take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, Tell me, art thou a Roman? He said, Yea. And the chief captain answered, With a great sum obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, But I was free born. Hmm. Sound familiar? <laughs> no, Paul was yeah. a, he wasn't in captivity. He was a Roman. He wasn't in captivity, though. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. But here it is. Let me read in the book of Romans to show people in the scriptures that it shows you there's a difference between your citizenship and your nationality. He says, this is Romans chapter 11, verse, you know what? No, I'm going to go to Philippians, Philippians 3 and 4, where Paul was giving his pedigree to the people. He says, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any man thinketh he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But now he comes back and says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. So there's a distinction there. Okay, they understood that they were in captivity. Why? Because from the time that the Greeks came into power, during the time period of the Maccabees, what did our people do? They were making treaties with the Romans to stay or to stay the execution and the the persecution that we were receiving from the Greeks, all the way up to what? The time of Christ where everything just basically started getting out of whack. But the point is, I want to focus on verse uh, chapter 3, verse 7, where you said, but what things were gained to me, I kind of lost for Christ, because a lot of our people want to hinge on the whole thing that, oh, I'm black. Here they were dealing with, oh, well, we're serving, the, we're following the Levitical priesthood. We're the children of the promise, but they didn't want to accept Christ. And sadly, and not necessarily ironically, you have the same thing now because a lot of our people become, and you mentioned it, they try to latch on to this whole so-called black nationality thing, or we want to latch on to the philosophies of America. We want to latch on to the so-called spirituality, oh, I'm spiritual, instead of latching on to the Lord Jesus Christ because that's the only way we're going to get out of this thing. So, you know, go ahead, uh, Godiva. I want to, uh, going back to the curse, I want to go to Deuteronomy. Um, 28 mm-hmm. and 15, and uh, address that is, is was was slavery a blessing? And this is Deuteronomy 28:15. It says, "But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all His commandments and His statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee." So it's clearly stated that if we did not keep the commandments of God that what would happen to us, that curses would come upon us. Okay. So let's, verse 16 begins to list some of the curses. It says, Cursed shall thou be in the city. So when you look at blacks and Latinos in the city, who gets stopped more by the police? Now, is that a blessing or is it a curse? Who lives in the worst part of town in the city, whether you're in Harlem City, whether you're in London City, whether you're in Atlanta City, who's living in, who's living worse? It's us. Who's on Section 8? Who's living in council houses? That's what they call it in the U.K. It's more so our people than anyone else. Who has the most crime 
in the city. Who's killing one another more so than any other nation? That's why they call it black-on-black crime wherever you go in the world. Where my people is, they call it black-on-black crime. Because we're the ones that's killing ourselves more, whether it's abortion, whether it's drugs, whether it's homicide, whether it's gang-related. We're the ones doing it. Over in, in, in America, you got the zip code. Over here, you got the postcode. So they're doing the same thing no matter where you go. We're cursed in the city. We cannot get it together. Those other things. And cursed shall thou be in the field. So you, those over 400 years of slavery, picking cotton, that was a blessing? The Lord said it was a curse. Because we didn't make no money out of that. We didn't make no money. We should be rich. The slave masters, their ancestors are rich. Their ancestors have streets and cities named after them. What do we have? A curse. Because why? We didn't keep the commandments of the Heavenly Father. Verse 17. Curse shall be thy basket and store. Because what could we store up? What could we keep? Nothing. The Lord cursed it. That's why I did a show on it. Black, broken, and jail. That's the majority mm-hmm. of our people. Can't get it together. Ain't got two pennies to rub together. If you, if you do, you're probably going to have to lend it to somebody that's in your family who's built. It goes on. Curse shall be the fruit of thy body. So you look, you look at our children today. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, and mentress women shall bring forth monsters. That's what our children are like. Why? Because they're not being taught the commandments. They get taught Egyptology. They get taught Santa Claus and Easter bunny legs, eggs, and Jesus is still a baby. That's what they get taught, and they go out there and bang and kill one another because that's foolishness and fables. They're not teaching them the truth that's in the scriptures. They're not teaching them their history and why our people are in these conditions, like the brother Kakum was saying, it's a spiritual condition. Let them go play more basketball. Give them a ball. How you, how you keep, how you keep uh, uh, two, two black guys off a white woman? Give them a basketball. That kind of foolishness. Mm-mm-mm. Now, when you jump down to the 68 verse, mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 28, 68, then it starts talking about the slavery that our people went into. So let me let me jump down and get that. Deuteronomy the twenty eighth chapter and the sixty eighth verse. And I mean the most high is he's he's on point. He's right on time all the time. But it's just that we're not listening. We want to hear everything else. See? The the majority of our people got caught up with Jim Jones and followed Jim Jones and drunk drunk cyanide and Kool Aid. And they were cool with that, having, you know, wash your butt if, if father want to sleep with you. Hmm. Oh, I think we might have lost him. Yeah, I think we lost him. We'll bring, he'll get back with us here in a second. All right. But, um, go ahead. He was three, Deuteronomy 28, 68. It reads, yeah, yeah. Let me just read it because I, I can continue it for him until he comes back in. I'll let him pick back up. Um, okay. Deuteronomy 28, verse 68 reads, uh, 
And the Lord, um, excuse me, I'm at 29, through 8, 28, 68. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way, wherever I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women, and no man shall buy you. So that's slavery. And we can't mm-hmm. pinpoint this because this is a, a, a part of the curse that's going to keep replicating itself as long as the children of Israel keep going into the things that caused them to be cursed in the beginning. Because he read it in Deuteronomy 28 and 15 that if you would not hearken and deal with the Lord at his word on his terms, all these curses would come upon you, and this is one of them. Just like Daniel wrote where I read in Daniel 9, listen, we all disobeyed and rebelled against the Most High in verse 11, Therefore, the curse, not the blessing, has been poured out on us. And when you mm-hmm. read, we don't have time to go into all of this. When you read, can I just read just 40, um, 45? It's talking about how comprehensive this thing, these curses are going to be. Deuteronomy okay. 28 and 40. Okay, go ahead. Oh, uh, let me bring him back in real quick. Okay. All right, good morning. To come pick up the ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going into the the slavery, you know, the, the recent slavery that I feel mm-hmm. how the Bible just describes it perfectly. And this is in Deuteronomy twenty eight sixty eight, And mm-hmm. from 15, it describes all the different curses that the Israelites would go into for breaking the Lord's commandments. And this is verse 68, 28 and 68. And it says, And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt. What is the significance of bringing up Egypt here? Because in Egypt, that's what the Israelites knew. When you read Exodus 20 and 2, it calls Egypt the house of bondage. They knew Egypt was a hardcore slavery like they've never seen before. 400 years. And crying to the Lord, Lord, get us out of here. They whipped them. They beat them. They made them build up pyramids, all kinds of stuff, 400 years. So the Lord said, I'm going to bring you into a slavery like Egypt. Because the Israelites never went into Egypt again as a nation like that. So this is speaking about something else. It says, again, with ships. So when you look at our people, how do we get to the Americas? How do we get to South America, Central America, the West Indian Islands. And that's another thing I'll, I'll, I'll be getting on, you know, our West Indian brothers about. is like, look, they are a Yankee boy. Like, a Yankee boy? I was like, look, my boat, your boat stopped. My boat kept going. We the same people. <laughs> and when I say that, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they can't deny it. They just had the Olympics over here in the U.K., and you know all the Jamaicans up and on, you saying vote, you saying vote, he's going to beat the Americans. Oh, I was like, look, Americans, I was like, we're not Americans. We're American citizens, but we all children of slaves. So if you say vote, win, guess what? I win too because that's my brother. If Americans win, whoever wins, guess what? That's my brother. We're the same people, so we should all rejoice. Like, yeah, yeah, I wonder if we got every all of the, the, the islands together. Man, we're we running the thing. So it says, The Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. What, what wasn't we going to see any more again? 
we're going to see our homeland anymore again. We're really going to remember our homeland again. So you telling me slavery was a blessing? I'll be asking people. I was like, what do you know? What do you know about your history? And they would, you know, they'll they'll say the classic. The classic three. Give me the classic three names. When you start talking about black history, what's the classic three names that come up? Malcolm Martin and uh, the third one's kind of up for grabs. Marcus. Usually not Martin Luther King, definitely. Marcus Garvey. The three M's. Malcolm, Marcus, and Martin. The three M's. So I asked him a question. I was like, "Um, this this is my latest thing. That I've been asking people with black history. I was like, what happened in 1066? And they told me, oh, Battle of Hastings. I was like, oh, so you know, you know, you know white history. But what happened, what's happened in 1066 with your people? They're like, I don't know. I was like, well, should you find out? So we don't remember because of slavery, they beat that out of us. You don't remember your language. You don't remember your name. Even they show you that in Roots. Your name ain't Kuta. Your name is Toby, boy. So you telling me that's a blessing? It says, and let's read on in 68. It says, and there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and for bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. So there, who was there? There where the ships brought us. Now, who does that fit? That only fits a certain specific people on the earth. It can't fit everybody. It can't fit everybody. It only historically fits one people. And the Lord is speaking this to as a future prophecy for the Israelites breaking his commandments, this was going to happen. They were going to be sold to their enemies for bondmen, which is a slave, Bond woman, which is going to be a slave. So what happened? We were sold. We were sold. When you re- when you read back up in the curses, it says what? Our children are going to be taken away. Our children are going to be sold, and we was all long for them. But there was going to there wasn't going to be any power in our hand to do anything about it. That's a but, curse. But, but, but Don, wait a minute now. You you got some some of these people out here saying that you know we had better family structure during the time period of slavery than we do now. Better family structures, better family structures. When they call our children puppies, and we was we was made it like cattle. That's a better family structure. When the when the slave master comes in and breaks in your wife, that's a better family structure. That's called surviving. That's called surviving. That's what that's called. There was no family when the slave master would come in and rape your woman and you got to stand there and watch. That's a blessing. So you telling me those scars don't affect our people today? Of course they do. And they're not being addressed. Yes, forget that, boy. You you got chicken now. Go on down to Popeye's and get you some chicken. No, no every other nation addressed the ill that happened to their people. And they have revolution, uh, resolutions. They have discussions. Some people get paid. Look, they locked the don't you know they locked the Japanese during war, they locked the, they locked the Japanese up during World War Two. They yeah. put them in concentration camps. They getting paid. They locked them up for a couple of years. They getting paid now. What do we get for four hundred years? Nothing. Shut the hell up. You're American citizen now. 
Mm-mm-mm. But no, what we have to understand is uh-huh. that this is the punishment of the Lord. So if we want to get right, we want to get anything, you can't go to George Bush, you can't go to Obama, you can't go to anybody, you got to get down on your knees and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what the things I'm doing now, and I'm sorry for the things that my forefathers were doing against you. And forgive me and send the Lord so we can go back and we can remember who we are and reclaim our nationality and not be called these bywords. Back to you, bro. Yeah, actually, uh, Katum, I, I know you wanted to finish up in uh, Deuteronomy 28 and 45. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Go right ahead, because uh, I got something that's going to segue we kind of right into that. All right, listen, I want to deal with this, because uh, the guy was brought up a couple of points. I'm just going to cover it real quickly. Um, basically, Godiva was like, once the can of what you know what opened up on us, we mm-hmm. were innocent. The part mm-hmm. where it says no man shall buy you, that deliverance is not going to come until the Multi decrees that we're ready to be delivered through his son Christ. That's what the point mm-hmm. is. But if you remember, when Christ was with the apostles, when you look in the first chapter of Acts, right around the eighth verse, they asked him a question. Will you at this time restore the kingdom back to Israel as it's supposed to be? Because you didn't came and left. And he said, mm-hmm. "Listen, no man knows the time or hour. That's in the father. That's in the father's hand, right?" So right. it's telling you they knew they were not in their right position, and they knew they were in captivity, and they knew why. That's why Christ taught them to teach us repentance. But this is how overwhelming these curses are. It says here in Deuteronomy 28, verse 45, it's giving you the coverall to understand what we did. It says, moreover, all these curses, not blessings, shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. And they, the curses, shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever. So now, this is a direct reflection of what we're looking at now. We're looking at a cursed people. The brother brought it out. They beat the knowledge of ourselves out of us. They caused us not to know our heritage. They told us what they wanted. You African. And the easiest way to get a people convinced of something is to keep repeating the same thing over and over again. It's called the most simplest form of uh, uh, brainwashing. You're African. You're African. Africa really doesn't exist as a united continent. Because you ask somebody that's really from that continent, they'll tell you, I'm from the Congo, or I'm from the, uh, the, the Nigeria, or I'm from this, or I'm from that. And this is the thing that we have to understand. We're a destroyed people. But we don't have anybody to blame but ourselves because the Lord, as it says in Deuteronomy 28, excuse me, 68, the Lord sent us to this place and this captivity. And the only way we can get out of it, because no man shall buy you, is to turn to the Lord, his wisdom and his understanding. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I mean, because part of the thing I, I, I want to deal with is that, you know, People talk about this. You got this guy named Lloyd Mock or Mock or whatever his name is. This is another uh, Republican uh, representative from Arkansas. Uh, you know, he and John Hubbard share very similar views. 
But this guy basically had the gall to say that if slavery was so bad, then why did Jesus or Paul condemn it? Hmm. Is it slavery in the Bible? If you know, this all throughout the Old Testament, why didn't Jesus condemn slavery? Why didn't Paul speak about it? They even talk about the masters, the servants, they obey your masters. And I'm sitting here like, see, people don't understand. And this is the problem, too. People don't read their Bibles. Okay, just flat out. Because I want to go here just real